All right, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Monday, September 5th edition of the MAOB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin. Joined by my co-host here on Mondays, Mr. Big Marcel. Marcel, I don't know if it's a holiday for you guys. It's a holiday here. It's called Labor Day. So it's American and Canadian holiday, I know for sure. I guess you guys don't celebrate it, huh? No, man. It's another holiday here. <laughs> no worries. Yeah, so I had the day off work, which was nice. Spend it with the family. And now I'm here with you, Marcel, recapping UFC uh, Paris. And, of course, we're going to preview UFC 279 today as well. But that's on the next podcast at 6. But we're going to uh, recap the Paris card, Marcel. We'll talk a little bit of a contender series that happened this week as well. But how's everything with you, man? How, how was your weekend and how are you feeling? Yeah, everything is good, man. I mean, was uh, was busy with uh, UFC Paris, you know, because uh, uh, some some guys from uh, Eurosport are, are there over there, you know, so I have uh, – uh, live content and uh, footage and everything have to be on the website. So kind of a busy, busy weekend. But, uh, yeah, it was, was okay, you know. And now we're, we're uh, fully going for UFC 279. But yeah, uh, yeah. still have to do the recap for us. So, uh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, Our buddy Joe here. Glad to have you here, Joe, as, as always. I say let's get into it, Marcel. Let's, just, let's recap this card. So, overall, I mean, it was a pretty good card. I think – uh, Yeah. I think our predictions were pretty good. Like I went eight and four, which is not bad. Like there was only a couple underdogs that won. Quinones won as a dog, and ZM. I didn't think ZM would win. I gotta be honest. But Quinones, I did predict, and then and then Nathaniel Wood won as a dog. Which again, I, I don't think I would have predicted that. You know, that was surprising. So, and then the other fight was that Dechirico Coppola fight, which was like really hard fight to call in my opinion. So I mean, yeah. overall, more so like mostly won according to to how I thought the fights would go. There was a couple obviously I, I didn't get right, but overall. Uh, pretty strong card. Just your overall thoughts before we get right into all the fights. Yeah, I give an eight, eight and a half out of ten. I think it was a good card. Uh, fun matchups. I haven't been bored uh, in one fight, so I think all the fights were pretty good. Um, yeah, overall a good card, and I think it's a great debut for the UFC in France and Paris. So, uh, you know, I think overall everybody will be happy, I think, with uh, how it went. And, uh, yeah, for me it was yeah. okay. I think it was pretty good, too. Let's get into it, Marcel. Let's start with the main event, work our way down, as we always do here in the mm-hmm. recap show. All right, so main event. I, I mean, I'll give you full credit. You predicted this run to a T. Uh, Third-round knockout for Cyril Gone. That's exactly what you predicted. And remember I said fourth round. So we had 30 seconds left. I'm like, all right, just get 30 seconds more, just so I can get one up on Marcel on Monday when we do the podcast. But, of course, Gone finishes it in the third. Good prediction, Marcel. I mean, I don't think this was a hard fight to call the winner of, right? Like, it wasn't hard, really, necessary to predict Gone would win, even though he got dropped in this fight and almost got finished. But overall, I don't think it was, like, a hard fight to call. But it was the question was, how was he finishing the fight? And uh, you know, a lot of people thought decision. And at some points, it was going to look that way. But, man, once the fight turned to a brawl, it, he just started going for the knockout, too. So, gets the third-round knockout. It's a great fight. The second round was crazy. Um, overall, just an awesome fight. One fight of the night, Marcel. Well-deserved for both these guys, in my opinion. But, you know, other than that one punch, I mean, Gone really did, like, pretty much outclass him in this fight. You look at the strike totals, guys. 110 to 29 for Gone. So, again, outside of that one punch that he landed, uh, Tuvisa, which was a massive punch, almost knocked him out. He didn't really threaten too much in this fight. It was mostly Gone. And honestly, Marcel, I feel like that punch woke him up because... After that, he started attacking the body, which is something I thought he would do with those nasty kicks, and eventually gets the brutal knockout. I know some people are complaining about like there was like a hammer fist to the back of the head, but I don't know if it would have changed the outcome. I, I think this was a good win for Cyril Gone, man. I thought he looked other than again that one time where he gets dropped, he looked really good in this fight. That is something obviously to keep in mind going forward that he can be dropped like anyone in this division. But uh yeah, I thought he looked good. I thought Ty looked pretty good too, honestly. Like for a guy that we 
really weren't giving too much of a, a chance to here. He, he almost got the, the job done. So ultimately, Gone gets the win. I think we both got a, a really good read in this fight and uh, moves on to bigger and better things. Give me your thoughts on the fight, man. It was a, it was a really fun fight, one fight of the night. Yeah, I think for uh, the, the punch with the hammer fist, it was kind of grazing the ear hat over here. So I understand people saying that. One thing that's changed everything about the outcome of the fight. Um, yeah, we had a good read on it, but I didn't thought that Ty would catch him in the second round. You know, and I think at that moment, I think Gan uh, also uh, put in the gas a little bit more. You know, Gan was really a little bit more point fighting, keeping the distance, uh, landing shots. The, the kicks were very good onto the body. And um, when he got hit, he was like, damn, I, I got to step up my game a little bit more. And he did. Um, for me, Gan, just the the how do you say that the most complete athlete in heavyweight division you know i i no disrespect to francis and ghani at all you know but for me ghani so good you know uh if you can i think 90 percent of the division would be done after that punch of tuivasa you know and he stood up and he went through it uh went for it and with tuivasa it's like um He's always dangerous, you know. And we, I think we both thought, like, he's not a five-round fighter, you know, Tuivasa. He, he's getting gassed at a certain point of, point of the, uh, in, the, in the fight. And, uh, yeah, he just got damaged a lot. And the dude, the listener, the dude didn't have the concrete hat. He would have been out much earlier already, you know, even a concrete body. Because dude is very tough, tough to finish. And, uh, yeah, great, great win for Gan, you know. In my opinion... Uh, I know they're talking about doing Francis and Ganu or uh, Stephen Miocic against Jones for the interim. Scrap that shit, you know. In my opinion, uh, give me John Jones or Stephen against either against Gan. You know, if one of the listen, there is a, a hiccup with one of the fighters who don't want to sign that fight. Apparently, give me Gan against one of those two, and the winner of that one fights for the title. I'm cool with that. And if you have blades around, you know, if the USA really intends to do Stephen Miocic against John Jones. You can do Cyril Gan against Curtis Blades because uh, I think, uh, yeah, Stefan Struve, who does for Eurosport the interviews there, he asked Francis Ngannou, like, is that, is that, did everything, anything change yet with UFC? He said there were no talks at this moment. So, yeah, and he was still injured. Who do you think won the second round? All three judges gave it to Cyril. Do you think he won it or would you have given it to Ty the second round? Yeah, the the different the difficulty is here is like, who do you give it to? Do you give it yeah. to the guy who is more dominant, or do you give it to the guy who had the most significant strike in the fight with the damage done? So, I would think you gave it to Ty. You know, because that's what I was leaning watch, watching it live. I'm yeah. I'm just looking at the scorecards now. I'm I'm not saying they're wrong because mm -hmm. gone again. He outlanded a forty-one to fifteen, Marcel. But I feel like that one shot was huge. Yeah, it was a man. fight. A fight. Punch Bro, almost, did, you know? did you jump off your off your chair or your couch? I did. I'm not gonna lie, I did when that happened. I was like, holy shit! Like he's gonna get knocked out. And of course, Anita picked Ty to win. She's like, I think Ty's gonna knock him out. I'm like, you're fucking crazy. And he also does it. So it was fun. But uh, yeah, I, I, that's what I thought. Marcel. overall, though, I mean, Gone looked great. Uh, mm -hmm. People forget, like he's only been in MMA for like four years, which is insane. Like, yeah, it's crazy. He's eight and one in the UFC. He's fucking incredible. Eight and one with. Uh, uh, five finishes. It's very I mean, impressive. He's so good, man. Uh, he, he he won in his first professional MMA fight, the TKO belt, and then he defended against yep. Adam Ditschka, yep. who was then 
known as the biggest prospect, I think, at heavyweight in Canada. Mm-hmm. And he won in the second pro fight against him. I know, D- I think Dietzka announced his comeback, right, this weekend. About maybe. Yeah, I, I saw that somewhere on Twitter. I think Nolan retweeted that from somebody that uh, he's announcing his comeback. So, um, but that was the big prospect in Canada, I remember, for heavyweight. And everybody was like, this guy can come to the UFC and then Gan defeats him in a second profile. It's crazy, you know. And I remember Gan getting uh, signed to fight in Uruguay, I think, against, who did he debut against? Against Bibi Zhao, against that uh, Rafael Pessoa guy, I think. Yeah. Um, well, he was actually supposed to fight in TQ as well. Yep. So, yeah, man. And then he was 3-0, I think, when the UFC signed. And everybody was like, oh, this is maybe too early. But this guy's a special athlete, dude. He's a special athlete. He's such a good fighter. And he's complete. And he, you know, you have heavyweights who look like a heavyweight. But he looks like a beautiful heavyweight. You know what I mean? He's really, he is uh, well-trained. He has a strong look at him. And he's complete, man. I really like his fighting. And I think the Francis Ngannou fight, he was completely caught off guard with the grappling of Francis in that fight. I'd love to see a second fight, man. But uh, I think we have to wait a little bit for it. You know? I have to wait one more fight. I don't think you'd be tied to get the title shot. Yeah, um, I agree. Especially with, again, Stipe Jones. There was one of his early fights in TK where he got he got dropped himself. Was it the Disco fight or was it the other? I can't remember which fight it was, but there was one of the first three he got dropped and came back. I remember and that, but back. I don't know against who anymore. I can't remember which one either. But I, obviously, those, those fights are short. You can watch them fight best. Get some comments here, guys. Marcus, what's up, man? It's going to be interesting to see what the OC will do with Gone Jones, Blade Steepy, considering Francis talking about early twenty twenty three return. If I'm Francis, I'm trying to fight John Jones. I mean, I feel like that's yeah, the money fight. fight. Yeah, yeah, for sure, but. I mean, guys like Jones hasn't fought in two and a half years. Literally was is, in my opinion, the greatest fighter of all time. I, I really think he is. Used to have a poster of this guy in my, in my room. Back in the day when you go to the UFC cards, they would give you a poster. I don't know if you remember this, but they gave you like a poster to take on. So I had the poster with Machida and Jones in my room for years, which was awesome. But I mean, like the guy doesn't fight anymore. He's more of a keyboard warrior. So, I have I still the Jones Belfort poster hanging over there. So that, that's awesome. I mean, I was at that fight. That was, dude, he almost broke his arm. Like it was it was pretty crazy. What's up, Gorilla? How's it going, man? Glenn, what's up, man? Gone versus Aspinall. I mean, Aspinall's up for a while, right? It sounds like it seems like he's been been uh, enjoying his time off. I don't know if you saw his tweet the other day. He goes, Megan O'Leary looks like a solid 9.5 tonight. I thought that was so funny. I mean, first off, he, he's married. <laughs> and of yeah. course, she is too. <laughs> Go ahead. I, I, I respect Aspinall a lot, guys. And I think he's a big talent, but yeah, he needs Gun deserves a higher ranked fight at this moment, man. In my opinion, it's difficult because he's number one contender, I think. But yeah, um, yeah, exactly. That's the problem. Yeah. He's gonna fight behind himself. Like, yeah, that's, but as, he doesn't want to fight Aspinall, Blades. I'm gonna mention that too. He said, I don't want to fight Blades. Do you think it's because of the wrestling or just because he's two spots behind him? Like, why is he saying I, go, I think, go to Blades? Yeah, I, I don't know, man. But the, I would say Blades would be my my third option for Gan if Jones or Miocic don't want to fight him. You know what I right, mean? Right. For Aspinall, Aspinall still has to get healthy first. Yep. And as much as I like the guy, it was an L against Blades. I know it sucks, you know, because it's not it's not a real loss, but yep. it's an official loss. So he has to win first yep. before getting that step up to, to somebody like Gan for me. You know what I mean? I That's no disrespect at all. No, I don't think you are. I think you're right. Say gone, he doesn't want Blades. We'll take Jones' deep bait. Is it because of the wrestling? Is that why he doesn't want to fight him? Is that is that the reason? Like, or is that it because was, he's ranked lower than him? Because he's going to fight anyone that's the reason, lower. If that's the reason, that sucks. You know, I think he should. Then he should. Like, and is he going to? Like, I mean, if the UFC is like, hey, you're fighting Blades, why is he, how is he going to say no? He's not the champion. 
he has no right to really say no. And I love Cyril Gaon. I'm just saying, like, how is he choosing his fight right now? You know, he beat Ty. He beat the guy who he was supposed to beat. Now he's going to fight a guy in in Blades. Maybe uh-huh. that would be a tough fight. I still think if I'm him, obviously I'm pursuing Jones or Stipe or even Francis Marcel. I mean, why not just try to shoot your shot, right? Yeah. It just depends on what the UFC does with Francis, really. Because, like, if he fights Jones, then Stipe will fight gone. And I mean, if Francis fights Stipe, then Jones could fight gone. But I feel like Francis will want to fight Jones, too, right? Like, they're all going to want to fight Jones, even though he hasn't fought in forever, because he is the biggest yeah. fight there. Even though Stipe is the greatest heavyweight of all time, Jones is the greatest fighter of all time. That's the fight everyone wants. If I'm a fighter, that's the fight I want. But I just think it's strange that he singled out Blades and said, I'm not fighting this one guy. I just thought that was a little weird. I don't know. Me too. I, but you're now in French territory as well. So, you know, uh, you can make a big pay-per-view with, with Ghan against Ganu next and, year. And especially if they go back to France and do that. Yeah, that exactly. Agreed. Or even UFC Africa. If they did that, imagine that, that, that fight headline. Because, like, I've been waiting forever I, for this UFC Africa. I, I wonder why they're going to do it. Where in South Africa? That's what I was thinking. Because, again, all those guys are from there, like that Simon guy and uh, Duplessis and a few other guys. But, like, Nigeria has a lot of really great fighters in Cameroon. It's just, I don't know. you got to think about Marcel, like, like how much money the people there have, too, right? Yeah. Like they, they're going to go to a place where people have money. Mm-hmm. I don't. No, I mean, I would see South, South Africa probably has a little bit more money, right? That's why I good. think South yeah. Africa, yeah. Or may, maybe you Morocco. Got, you got Egypt too. That's another big one, right? Morocco. I just feel like some of those, some of the countries like Nigeria, like, will they be able to pack a stadium? Maybe, but I'm not I, sure. I, I'm honestly I not think sure. it's, like you said, I think it's like for business, it's not huge for them to go there because they, they, they can't ask like $500 for a receipt, you know what I, know. I mean? It's, because it's, you don't have it there, which is totally yeah. fine, right? It's just, you've got of to course. think about that. So you're right. I think it'll be South Africa. I think, I think we've made that point, but yeah, I mean, I, I want to see them go to all those countries, you know, eventually. I'd love to see it, but from a UFC point of view, you, you'd imagine that they're, they're going to go there for the first time. They're going to pick a country where they know they can, they know they can make in, you know, $5 million game or so, you know, so I, I, I feel think... like it is South Africa when you think about it, right? Uh, I agree with it's either South Africa, it can be Egypt, Morocco is Morocco is big as well, you know. They they yeah. they're uh, it's either some something in the north or something in the south. Yeah, you know nothing I mean? in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. Um let's get some more comments here, guys. What's up, Andy? What's up, fellas? Where do you think Whitaker goes from here? Is he has numbers you move up? Talk about him in a second, because uh, we're gonna break down the fight one sec. Gone versus Aspinall, I lean Aspinall. I mean it's hard to say at this point because of that knee injury. Like he's such a great fighter, but I mean Gone's amazing, man. He's so great. That would be a great fight, though, guys. I'm with you, too. Like, yeah. two of the best young up-and-coming guys. Just the weakest heavy division. Hey, what's up, sweet time? Just, um, I don't think it's – I think it's pretty good. I think it's like, actually not. Yeah. I, I kind of – yeah, I put it with Marcel. I feel like it's almost – I want to say it's the opposite. Like, I feel like we have I, more more depth than ever. But I think the I, problem is, like, you're running out of, like, contenders because guys are injured and they're not fighting. Like, Stipe and Jones. If those guys are fighting, then I, I'm not sure if you're saying that, right? But as, as we five years ago, I think the heavyweight division was much worse. You know, you had yeah. like, uh, like almost everybody was above thirty-five years of age. Maybe, maybe two yeah. or three guys were younger. And now you have Aspinall, you have Gan, uh, you got Pavlovich who, who got a big win over Lewis last time. Uh, you got um, what's his name again? Um, Darkus. I know he, he he lost recently, but still, he's he's younger. Um, there are there are guys, you know, and I know you got that dude coming off the contender series where, where I'm really high on Waldo Cortez Acosta, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but those are guys who still have to prove themselves, you know. But th- there are some guys who are really fun to watch, you know. And I think back in the day, 
I mean, there are still guys like Shamil Abdurakimov are in the rankings, I know, I which I'm like, you know, weird. and you got J Jilton Almeida now who's trying to get at heavyweight as well. But this fight next is 220, 220 pounds is for him. So I don't know what his plan is, you know, if he goes back to light heavyweight or he wants to stay at heavyweight, but he can be a contender there as well, I think. So there is something coming, I think, you know. Fair enough. Time zones matter more than you, for UFC Africa. Really awkward to get it. That's a good point, too. So let's come back. Those are Stipe Tilvisa versus Pavlovich. Actually, that's a good fight. Two days versus Pavlovich would be great. Converse Blades. Gone's not fighting Blades, apparently, but that would, the fight Actually, makes sense. The fight does Actually, make sense. What, UFC what? Africa, if it is South Africa, it's the same time as, uh, as Paris. It is, yeah. So it's interesting. Okay, let's get to the next fight here, as we just alluded to. Rob Whitaker defeats Marvin Vittori. I think, I mean, we both called this one really well, too. Um, not the, again, I don't think it was the most hard fight to call, right? Whitaker gets the decision win. I think that was like the most likely outcome, and that's exactly what happened. So, I thought he you, was had, good. you had your doubts, right? You had your doubts, but you had but You know what? You're, that's fair. You're right. Now that I think about it last week, just because Vittori, he is a good fighter, right? But he sure, got a, a class in this fight, Marcel, honestly, in my opinion. Like, he didn't have anything for Whitaker in the fight. Not at all. Yeah. I, I just wanted to be safe, so I said decision either way, because it was like the, it was actually cheaper odds at the point at that point we were talking about last week. It was going to decision either way. But I mean, I just think Whitaker was just he just had his number, man. He was fast, way faster, landed more than double the amount of strikes. He actually even had a takedown. So like I thought he looked great. I mean, it's just in a tough spot, right? Right, because he's lost twice to the champ. Um now he has talked about two or five. Someone else mentioned that just now. I, I just I don't like that move for him. I'm gonna be honest with you right now. I, I just think, man, when you go to uh dude, when you go to um two oh five Marcel, like th those are some big boys there. You got, you're fighting guys that are Johnny Walker's six foot six guys. He's, he's not gonna do that. I don't think he, he'll do he, it. He, he's he only said, talked about it. He mentioned it. Yeah, we, we asked him uh yeah. in front of the Eurosport cameras, like I, he's like, no, no, I'm not going to go to 205 anytime soon. I want to stay at 185. So he stays at 185. The thing is, I think, like, for him, it would be most convenient if Alex Pereira wins against Adesanya. You know what I mean? And in convincing ways, so a first-round knockout clean, that would be the best for Whitaker because then you can make the, po the Poatan against the Whitaker fight. Still, I think if, Ades if Adesanya loses to Alex Pereira, he gets a rematch either way. Thing is, for Whitaker, the only thing I would like to see, I see people saying Paulo Costa. I don't really feel anything for that, to be really honest. I like to see Whitaker fight Alex Pereira, win or lose. You know, I think uh, that's a great fight. That's a new fight. I like that. Costa. The thing is with Costa, I feel like you saw him against Luke Rockhold. He won the fight, but that was everything but impressive. You know what I mean? And I think Vittori. Uh, recently beat Costa. I know MMA Matt doesn't work, but I don't really need to see Robert Whitaker against Paulo Costa. I don't think Paulo Costa deserves that fight. Right. right. That makes sense. I just want to get this comment because I feel like maybe we were um, uneducated when we were talking about this. I just Googled it myself. This guy's yeah. right. Uh, right. Nigeria does have the highest uh, total money, I guess. But the thing is, like, per person, though, I think it's a lot lower, right? That's what yeah. I think. That, so I think that's something to keep in mind. But I, I am surprised by the number. He is right, though. I just Googled it. So Google, we trust Google, obviously. But again, I think per person, it, it just kind of makes me think, like, there, I think there's a lot more people live there. Yeah, I would love to see him go, go yeah, maybe, to Nigeria, by the way. I, I would love it. Maybe you have super rich and really poor. You know, I don't know how it works. Not sure either. You know, so, that's, that's the question. Yeah, so I, have, right? I can't really say anything about it. So <laughs> Yeah, no, I just, I just want to make sure we're not coming off as uneducated. 
because we're not trying to be nah, listen, or, I, or, or, or insulting towards any of these countries. Yeah, like, no insults me. I, maybe I, I'm uneducated about this. You know, I just th- what I think I say. So if everybody yeah. watching from Nigeria and it's like, what the hell? Uh, no disrespect. Yeah, no, I, I feel bad. No, get, honestly, get like, the event. So. I, again, I just want to know, like, what is it per person? I think that's the, the question you have. Like, but again, if there's a lot of rich, you know, business people, they could buy all those yeah. tickets too. So, hey, man, if they want to go there and do a card for Izzy and, and Usman, that sounds good to me. I mean, I'm, I'm fine with that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think what second is, is South Africa, right? Or Egypt and South Africa. I mean, those are places we mentioned. So we were right about a lot of them, just the one we were wrong about ourselves. <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> what would you guys' uh, prediction be for Prayer versus Whitaker in a five rounder? I mean, that's a great fight. Huh. Pereira seems like a monster, man. I mean, with that knockout power, but honestly, like, I think Whitaker's probably rooting for for him to beat Izzy, right? Because then he'd get a title shot. Most most likely, I mean, they could do a rematch. You never know which would make Whitaker fight someone again. But uh, I think Whitaker's got a, got a chance to beat Pereira. To be honest with you, like, um, I just I just really need to see this fight with Izzy first, just to see how good this guy really is, you know, Marcel. Because if he beats Izzy, I mean, how are we going to pick Whit- Whitaker to beat him, right? But if he loses, then it's like, okay, it's a more interesting fight. Sweet scientist, gotta go to work. Uh, thanks for the corners pick. Hey man, I appreciate I appreciate that, dude. I, I liked him in that spot. Well, our, our boy Tristan last week, he, he said he was gonna get knocked out. Unfortunately, it was the other way around. It happens though, man. There were some fights like I, I was completely fucking wrong about Charles Jordan. What too. the hell was that? <laughs> what happened to him in that fight? We'll talk about him in a few minutes. Dave, what's up, man? Great show as usual, guys. What do you think we've seen with the straight card placements? You know they have bias for heavyweights. What other biases do you think they have? Definitely women's fights. I mean, we've talked about that. They always like to put a women's fight, especially on a pay-per-view card. They have to put one. Um, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, Marcel, because when you look at, like, the, the the percentage on the roster, like, women are, what, like, maybe 30% of the roster now? You probably should have one of their fights on. But the, the truth is, like, a lot of the, the fights are – women's fights go the distance, more so than the men's fights. I know. Um, so, go ahead. Go ahead. It's, it's, it's just a fucking woke culture these days, you know? They – oh – my God, if we don't have a women fight, people are going to complain that we're not this or that. Listen, guys, for me, it's like this. If there is a women fight on the card that deserves to be on the main card, please put it on the main card. No problem with it at all. If you're going to put a women fight on the main card because it's a women fight, don't do it. You know what I mean? I think, uh, for example, the Ima the for Buckley fight this weekend, we're going to talk about that shortly. That got transferred to the main card like 12 hours before the event started. Why can't they do that earlier? You know, and it was probably had something to do with, with French broadcasting rights because they wanted to have Imavov, uh, what's a, uh, the co-main event, and then the Gan back-to-back uh, so they could uh, broadcast it there. You can think about it earlier, you know what I mean? So I agree with uh, with uh, with David Dean. Like, there's some weird bout orders sometimes, you know, and you got uh, some... So you got some ranked heavyweights that put it on the prelims and then some unranked heavyweights that put it on the main card. And they think like, oh, maybe we can get a cute knockout here, you know? And then it happens to be a boring-ass 15-minute uh, uh, fight between two, uh, two, two, heavy, two, two heavy guys who uh, only have cardio for one minute, you know what I mean? So it's like, I never get that, you know? But, um, yeah, it's the decisions they make. And for me, it's also, sometimes people are like, yeah, but they want you to watch the, the prelims as well. Listen, pay-per-view event, I fully understand that, you know? ESPN Plus card, complete bullshit. You know yeah. what I mean? Because yeah. that's both on main card and prelims are on ESPN Plus, so that's yeah. bullshit. Yeah. So, yeah. I agree. By the way, I just read an article, because honestly, this whole thing with this discussion we had about uh, the, the countries in Africa, just reading about Nigeria, Marcel, it says here that, I was reading an article from March, mm-hmm. half of the population 
of about 200 million lives below the threshold of $1.90 American a day. So half their country is like extreme poverty, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's what we were saying. Like there's a lot, probably a lot of rich people that own like the oil fields and whatever they have there. Um, but there's a lot of poor people too. So it's just, um, you, you, you'd hope it'd be more dispersed fairly, Bar Marcel, but it's not really. Um, and to answer the, the David's question, I'm still fucking confused why they even put Buckley and Imavov in the prelims in the first place. It made no sense. <laughs> it made no sense. And then yeah, last second stupid. they switched it. Here's the thing. I'm in a pool. I don't know if anyone else is in the pool here, but uh, my buddy runs a pool. We just picked the main card. But we yeah. had picked Hackfrost and McDessie. Same. And of course, I got that fucking fight wrong. And we didn't pick Imavov, and I would have obviously aced that one. So yeah. I'm just like, fuck, because it hurt me in my pool too. Because And they switched at the last minute. We don't count prelims, but because everyone picked it, we're like, just keep it. They did the same. Yeah, it is the same. Yeah, and, you guys did too, right? And, 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 I, I, yeah. and I was lucky that I picked Mahakparas in this case, yeah. you know, but yeah. it's just, it's stupid, you know, and it's like they don't understand. Like people are like, oh, but it's cool they put it on the main card. Of course it's cool, but you got to understand, like, um, the broadcasting team who does uh, pre work for this event as well, they have to uh, have to have a certain, uh, how, how do you say that, uh, a book uh, where they uh, put in. How the timeline, how they're going to mm -hmm. do with the broadcast, you know. And the hug for us against Magdassi has been has been in that book. Uh, people have studied the fights, you know, have checked everything. And then because we only uh, do like live show for main card, we also uh, show the prelims, but the only main, main card is live show. So people preparing for those fights. And then you're going to switch one fight, you know. So for that fight, Imavov Buckley, thank God, this time, they prepared for that fight, the prelim, because we thought that was the best prelim. So we highlighted that one. But it doesn't make sense. It fucks everything up, you know, because right. you got to prepare for the show, you know, and uh, people do their research. And then you're going to switch 12 hours before the event. You're going to switch a fight. It's just damn stupid, you know. And I understand for fans, it doesn't make it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? So they're just watching and they're like, oh, cool. It's now on the main card. Should have been on the main card in the first place, you know. Yeah, I wasn't thrilled by that either, but eventually they did get on the main card. We're going to talk about that in a second, guys. Just one sec here. Um, just a few more questions. Uh, talking about Jordan, we'll answer that in a second. Vittori reaches ceiling, gatekeeper. Now, I don't, I don't know. Gatekeeper seems harsh because I think he beats the major majority of guys in the top 15, but I think he's a solid, like, top 10 guy, but I don't think he's a champion. Is that you know, how you feel? Listen, man, I like Vittori, but he should stop acting like a tough guy. Which is really like, in my opinion, is the it's, handshake uh, thing at the weigh-in, like yeah. Not only that, but just just in general, you know, I, I feel like uh, he's trying to create a persona that's not really him. You know what I mean? Just to to get more uh, eyeballs or whatever. Yeah. Um, you uh, I, you probably didn't see the the interview we had with him. Uh, he also got asked about uh, Pereira and against Al and Alessania. And he's like, yeah, I think Whitaker should have won the last fight, but okay. He's like, uh, uh, I think Pereira knocks Adesanya out. Adesanya is done. He's like, we're done with dyed hair and uh, uh, and uh, f fake nails. Uh, he was really going hard at Adesanya. And I was like, dude, um, I, I understand his, his frustration about Adesanya, you know, but still, I mean, I, I like him as a fighter. And I don't think that he is the persona he tries to put on. You know, he, he tries to do. He, he goes too hard with it, and I, I, I don't, I don't buy it. You know what I mean? I think it's kind of a fake thing he does. 
And if he if he would drop that, he would be much more likable, I think. And I think he's a good yeah. fighter. He's, he just you got to see like this. Like Adesanya is like the top of the game in the middleweight division, and right next to there, there's Robert mm -hmm. Whitaker, and then nothing is there, and then there, all the other guys are coming. You know what I mean? So yeah, there's no no nothing bad to lose against Robert Whitaker, but it's just like it's so cringy what he does all the time. It's just, and it also doesn't work for him in my opinion, but yeah, whatever. It's just my opinion. I wouldn't mind if he fought Kanye because Kanye is an opponent. I mean, that was good. Fight. Yeah. It's a good fight, right? Like the only thing is it's in October. It's in a month or sorry. Yeah. It's in a month. It's next month. It's worth. I think, I think he takes it if they ask him. Maybe, but like, do they push it back? Cause apparently now the main event is Alexa Grasso and. Arizona. Yeah. It's, is that, is that correct? Confirmed. No. Okay. It's just. UFC wrong. Sats has that up now, by the way. Yeah. True. Um, and that, should not be a main event. <laughs> I mean, it's better than Aspen Lad and Norma Dumont, but not very much. Um, okay, let's let me get some other comments here, guys. There's a few other ones. Uh, Prayer Waker five rounds big cage with all day. I mean, probably, but again, I want to see this fight with Izzy first. Oh, this guy's asking about Imovov versus Muniz. I think that'd be a great fight, or or Duplessis. Both those fights are they make a lot of sense. Imovov shouldn't have had to fight under right guy in this fight. I think Buckley's great though. I do think Buckley's like borderline top fifteen. So. It's not like it was like egregious by any means, but he deserves a top rank guy at this point. I think they put Buckley Emov on prelims, get people to watch prelims. I mean, they moved it to the main card, so did, their plan didn't work. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say about that. <laughs> uh, late change of placement must affect the fire preparations. Yes, but it, it was 24 hours or something, 12 hours, I think. What, what was it, 24 hours? I can't remember. Yeah. It's no, not like 12 it was hours. an hour before. And we've seen in like other fights, like they have swing bouts in PFL where guys are. With, or Bellator, even Marcelo, they're waiting Bro. on this TFA fight's gonna happen. Bro. Those swing boats are so bad for the guys. Where is it? Bellator, do you know Elias Bulait? Uh, no, Dutch I, no idea who he is. Sorry, he <laughs> was supposed to fight on the prelims, and that was like uh, I think it was 6 p.m. Yeah, uh, the, the prelims ended at 6 p.m., and there were like 13 prelims within four hours. It was <laughs> the last prelim, so. The, after the 12th prelim, they're like, yeah, sorry, guys, we're going to the main card. And he's yeah. like, okay, yeah, you have to go back. But we tried to put you in, and it was like a Paramount card and a, an and American card, I think, two cards, main, yeah. two main cards. So we tried to put you in. He's like, okay, cool. So after the first and second fight, which were a stoppage finish, more finishes, they're like, no, no, we have to commercial break. Yeah, we can't put you in there. So they go further and further. Dude, I don't I don't kid you. He was in the cage one, one hour 30 a.m., at night, they asked him three times to stand ready, to stand by, and they said to him, like, no, you can go back. So he went back to sleep. <laughs> he, he was supposed to fight around uh, 5.30 p.m., and he was fighting 1.30 a.m. The the, the, post, the only post limp of the, of the card in Ireland was in Dublin. It's crazy. Right. Yeah. <sighs> Let's get through this card. Um, Sorry I'm talking so much. No, man. it's okay. I'm just looking at the card. We still have 10 fights to talk about. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was talking about uh, Imovov and Buckley. I mean, it was a really good fight. I think maybe until the main event, this was the fight of the night. This was a great fight. Buckley looked good, as usual, but Imovov looked even better, especially those first two rounds. He, he really controlled the fight. Third round got tired. Buckley was going for it. I respect Buckley, Marcel. He was going for the knockout. He was trying his best. Couldn't get it done. I was kind of – I was yelling at him to throw that kick. I'm like, throw that spinning hook kick. Like, just try it. Like, why not? Didn't do it, but gets the uh, the win for Imovov here. Another win for him, Marcel, and he's 4-1 now in the UFC. And uh, I think he's very good. I think both guys are good. This was a good fight between two good fighters, but Imovov's proved he's even better. Um, guy just mentioned uh, Andre Meniz. That fight's good. Uh, Duplessis would be a good fight. Any of those fights are good. I know you like him too, Marcel. We're both on, we're both high in this guy, right? Like he's solid. 
through, but I think he fought way too emotional, man, against Buckley. You know, uh, Buckley got under his skin for some reason, you know, and he, he was kind of like almost at a point like uh, Mark Goddard was like, dude. Yeah, his father was not thrilled with him in this fight. I'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it, I was like, chill out a little bit, you know. Uh, he got the first two rounds because he just has a, he, he's strong, but he also has a higher fight IQ, you know. He can take uh, Buckley to the ground if he wants. Third round, he got a little bit tired and he got hit by Buckley. Um, yeah, he won the first two rounds. So what can you say? Third round was close. I was close and um yeah he won the fight good win in front of his uh of his uh home home crowd yeah um I, pretty much what we expected you know i i, I think we both respect buckley a lot yeah but um yeah enough of just a, a a high highly ranked fighter i think and a big talent for in the future man so yeah even of top five worthy not yet but he could be he's possible good. No. What if Buckley had a real team hire? It's not just—is he just the ability? He always has it. It feels like he's got different coaches every time he fights, isn't it? It feels like. He it. All, I, don't know. I think he he always has Charles Johnson with him, right? His hype man, eh? Energy. No, no, yeah. the, the flyweight guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Um, all right, let's get to the next fight. Roman Kopylov knocks out Lester Chirko. I honestly yeah. had no idea what was going to happen in this fight. I mean, I felt like it was pretty competitive. Um, two of the judges uh, had it two nothing. Kopylov one had it one one. How did yeah. you have? Do you, do you remember how you had? It? I had. It I one. think I had. A I had a two zero Dikirico on one. Yeah. No, I'm looking at the second round. It was 21 21 in significant strikes, literally tied. So I think the argument's there for you. They're obviously copied up on the first and then knock some out in the third. You I, look good. You I was honestly happy there was a finish in the third round because this was going to be a split decision all over. I yeah, was, exactly. in my opinion. Yep. It was. It would have been probably, yeah. but uh, Kopilov gets the knockout. First win in the UFC for him. It's a good win for him, right? Like he needed to get a win. Now, let me ask you, does the trigger get released? Because he's one in five now in his last six. Do you think they release him or do they give him one more? I think they release him here. Right? He, he lost to a guy who had zero wins in the UFC who didn't look good at all so far. So I think he's gone. I don't hope so because I like the cheer, the Kiriko. But, um, ah, you know, the thing is, like, um, Roman Kopilov got that uh, Chase Hooper look now, right? So, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but Probably. I, no, I think. I think the Kiriko is gone, to be honest. He's with. four and seven in the UFC. I mean, it's not good. But he does have a win over Buckley by knockout. He also has a win over Julian Marquez, who's good. So that he's bullshit. got two good wins on his resume. That's the thing, right? And his fight with Kevin Holland was close. And fight with uh, Cummings was close. And Miradov. That's kind of why I thought he could win this fight. But he gets destroyed again. So with another mm -hmm. knockout. Two straight knockout losses. I think it's 50-50, Marcel. I think it really is. Because uh, someone asked at the presser if they're going to go to Italy. And they says the plan is to go there eventually. You would think they'd want to have him on the roster. They could probably bench him too for a while. Be like, you know what, man? Like, we're gonna to try to go to Italy next year or something. Can you just stay on the sidelines for a while? I don't know. I'm not sure. They could cut him too. I mean, it really is 50-50 on this one. I wouldn't be surprised uh, at all if I see uh what's like a UFC roster watch have him uh, yeah. on the next uh, cut list. Go ahead. It's almost like a Pharisee um situation, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. If Jordan's lost Canadian man on downward spiral, I mean I don't know about that, but it's not like it where it used to be. How's it going down? Doing good, man. Glad to have you here, buddy. Uh, gone doesn't want to fight Blades because he wants the belt. He said we fight Blades for interim belt. Okay, that's interesting. I just saw he said he wouldn't fight Blades. He just basically said he wasn't interested, but that kind of makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, they might do another interim belt ahead of It'd be kind of crazy, right? But I mean, it just depends on when Francis comes back. Next fight here, William Gomini defeats uh, your boy, Jarl Aarons. That third round, that, that triangle was very tight. I know you were like probably like, holy shit, he's going to get him. I thought he had him, man. I gotta be honest. Like, I'm surprised the guy managed to wiggle his way out. But uh Gomi gets the win. I mean, I feel like that was 
pretty clear decision for him. But uh, any thoughts quickly on this one? Yeah, man, I think first round was uh, clear for Gomi. Although I don't think he did jack shit with his takedowns. You know, he got him down, but he didn't do a lot yeah. with it. Yeah. Um, I was kind of surprised, honestly, that he didn't want to stand with, with Jarno Aarons, you know, because I feel like Gomi is also a pretty good stand-up fighter as well. Second round, I think second round was a lot closer. You know, I think Gomi won the fight because of the, uh, how do you say that, the control on the ground again, you know. But Aarons tagged him in that round, and he was a wobbly lex, but... Gomez was very, very smart to go to the ground. And Gomez also, uh, by, the, by the way, admitted that in front of our cameras that he was tagged in the second round. Uh, third round, yeah, uh, I think Aaron's won the third round. He, looked, he, he did look good. He almost had him, but not close enough. And uh, yeah, I think 29-28 for Gomez was the right call, in my opinion. Um, one just had a 29-29, which is super weird. You know, they had the second round for Aaron's and the 10-10. We, we got to talk about this. This is the first 10-10 round in four years in the UFC. Super weird. I don't I don't agree with it. I got to be honest with you. I, I think, again, if you're a judge of this level, you got to find the small edges that give a guy a round or not. 10-10 rounds, I, they're not they're – they're in the rule book. You can use them. But, again, Marcel, we know that the commissions are, are very hesitant to use them. They don't want – draws necessarily this was a local um, judge as well i think right yes he was uh, his name is christophe chapuis never heard of this dude he's only on that many decisions it was only this fight and the zm fight which was pretty easy to score that he's ever scored so mm-hmm. yeah i mean i'm not thrilled with that scorecard personally i, I doubt the ufc is but it, it, the right guy won you know but it's just crazy I, first one in four years the only time i think attendance should be used guys is when i'll give you an example juan espino and romanov quick injury Nothing Howell happened there. in the third round. Nothing happened. That should have been 10-10. I have no idea how they found 10-9 in that round. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, have we had 10 down? And then obviously I looked at MA decision. And it's been four years. And the crazy thing is, Marcel, last card there was a 10-10 round. Ty Tuvesa actually headlined that card against Dos Santos. So he's headlined the last two cards with 10-10 rounds, which is pretty crazy. So yeah, but yeah, the thing is, like, I think the first round was easy to score. I think the third round was pretty easy to score. The second round was a little bit closer, but still Gomez. So I don't know how you can can, can get a 10-10 round in the third round. It's just weird to this me. This guy's you know? scorecard's actually pretty bad. You know? Like the second round he gave to Aaron's and then I know, 10-10, I it's garbage scorecard. It's fucking terrible. Um, the other scorecards are good. Judge giving a 10 his first ever major event. Judging, where do we get these idiots? I mean, this is a, it's just, it's just stupid. And I'm yeah. sure they've talked to him like, hey, man, you're not supposed to do that. Like, you, you, <laughs> again, you, the 10-10 round, it's in there, but again, it's for specific reasons. I've heard John McCarthy talk about this. He said, like, yeah, around where literally nothing happens. Again, like, where there's like eye poke or like a groin kick in like the mm-hmm. first five seconds, then they have to go to the scorecards. That's when you give 10 10. But like, even a fight like Rose and Carla, which was fucking terrible, where nothing really happened, there's still things that happened. You know what I mean? Like the takedowns, like some strikes. There, you should be able to find a, a winner. Anyways, it doesn't matter. The right guy won. Let's get to this uh, first fight on the main card. I was so wrong about this fight. I couldn't. I can't believe how wrong I was. Charles Jordan got pretty much dominated in this fight. I'm just. I'm just shocked. And listen, I know Daniel Wood's a good fighter. I bet on him a lot in his UFC run. But I thought this fight at featherweight against a legitimate featherweight in Jordan, who who looked great in his last fight. I know he lost on paper, but he looked great against Burgos in that third round. And he looked great in his other fights during his win streak. Marcel, I'm I'm really surprised that he lost this fight. I don't. And not only did he lose, he got dominated, dude. We're gonna say. Where was the Jordan that fought Burgos? What the hell happened to him in this fight? Like, it, it, I don't understand. Like, and honestly, every, you know, all week he was kind of acting a little weird. Don't you think? Like, his, t- his tweets and stuff were a little strange. Yeah. 
he, he tweeted some picture of his him and his girlfriend. His girlfriend's obviously really, really good looking, and he posted like sister Alabama. Like it's yeah, it's funny, <laughs> but it's kind of weird too, right? Uh, what was that? I don't know. I, and people in the comments were like, "Dude, this is just really weird." Like, I don't understand what happened. Did his head get too big or something? What, did he take this guy lightly? What the fuck happened to him? What happened to him from the last fight to this? They both fought two months ago. But one yeah. guy looked better than his last fight with against Rosa. Wood looked even better in this fight. And Jordan looked even worse. What happened to Jordan in this fight? Tell me. I don't know. Listen, man. I was uh, uh, with, the, with the guys from Eurosport. And uh, one of the guys, Sander is his name. He's like, uh, we, I think almost everybody went for Jordan. And he's like, no, Wood's going to win. You guys going to regret it. I was like, no, there's no way. I don't see it. And he's like, yeah, yeah. We talk about after the event. And he's like, there, I, I said it. I was like, yeah, good pick, man. I really didn't see it happening, you know. And I respect Wood a lot. But I really thought like Jordan was like, close to the top 15, you know, how he fought against Burgos. So I was really convinced he was going to win here. But damn, dude, good. Since, his, uh, since he went to 145, he's looking solid, man. Maybe this is the vision for him, you know. And, uh, yeah, I'd like to see what's next for Wood because I was impressed with uh, how he uh, made Jordan look. So, yeah. Jordan's minus 500 now in the UFC. He's 4-5-1. and one. I can't believe that. Like, he's such a good fighter, but his record in the UFC is not good, so – yeah, I mean, I, I obviously overlooked Wood in this one, but I, I really thought Jordan would win. I'm, I'm surprised. And that, that will happen sometimes where you're just completely wrong about a fight, and this was one of them. Yeah. Jordan started to believe his own hype. He, sure, he certainly did. Jordan was one of the biggest disappointments in the car. He looked he looked fucking terrible. I, I don't understand. Wood was the better fighter. He, he was. He really he was, was in this fight. Yeah. 100%. Would a, a fight away from top 15? Yes, I, I think so. Because the winner of this would, would have got that yeah. next step up. Um. Nathaniel Wood landed 97 significant strikes in this fight. He landed 97 against Rosa, the exact amount of strikes. That's pretty crazy. But again, he also had five takedowns. I was surprised how easy he got those trip takedowns. Yeah, like, those takedowns, yeah. Bro, it, it was just a weird fight. Like, there was a lot of in-close fighting. I just thought Jordan fought really stupid in this fight. I just got to be yeah. honest. Like, it probably wouldn't have mattered. Wood had him on the grappling too. But on the stand-up, I, I thought Jordan would be more effective, and he wasn't. This, this fight just didn't go how I thought it was going to go. I don't know. Jordan was just a little bit off this week, in my opinion, but... It happens, right? Maybe he just had an off week, Marcel, or an off night. You know, maybe he's not bad, but he we, looked bad in this fight. I'll be. I'll be I honest. mean, we don't know what happened behind the screens, right? So uh, you never know. You really yeah. never know like, what's going on going into the fight. Let's go to the prelims here. Abbas Magomedov knocks out Dustin Stolzis with a uh, front kick and punches. Uh, phenomenal finish. Gets a bonus, well deserved bonus for Abus. Uh, I hope they can get it back in there quickly. I don't know if there's still spots on um, what's that card, the Abu Dhabi card. I don't but, think so. That's pretty pretty full. I was gonna say because it'd be nice to get him on that car, wouldn't it? It'd yeah, be great too. But yeah, he you still know, has those visa issues, right? So yeah, that's what I'm saying. And there's not too many uh, foreign cards. I don't know if they're going to Sweden. I don't think they are, right? So I don't I don't understand this. You know, uh, they're oh. going to Abu Dhabi for the uh, annual pay per view event. You know, which is on Abu Dhabi prime time. Why not do two or three events that we talked week, about you know? this? They should yeah. do a fight night too. Why say, on like a Wednesday or something, right? It's so stupid. Why yeah. don't do it? You have so many fighters that have visa issues. You I want know. to see fight, do it. You know, you still can do it. I think you know they probably could add another card, but they're yeah. not going to at this point. Nah. They should though. Um, he's really good, right? Like we know this now. You think he gets a top fifteen guy maybe next? Do you think they push him because he's you know he's in his thirties and. He missed two years with uh, visa issues. Do you think I, he gets that top 15 guy, maybe? I don't think he gets a top 15 guy, but I think he gets a strong opponent, close to the top 15. Like, like a Buckley? Time. Like someone like that? Yeah, so, somebody like that. Yeah, was in Actually, the, that'd in be that a good range. fight, wouldn't it be? That would be a good would fight, be an right? amazing fight, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he's good, man. I think he's really good, you know? 
Not, I mean, top fifteen. Maybe, Chris maybe Curtis not, too. I mean, he could fight Chris Curtis, Marcel. Chris Curtis. Orlando fights the loser of Kevin Holland against uh, Daniel Rodriguez. That's a that's a uh, well well it's a catchweight, but um, oh, I just one eighty five. I'm yeah. stupid. Yeah, you no are. worries. It happens. It happens. Uh, I'm stupid. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Uh, yeah, let's go to the next fight here. Nazar Hakaraz defeats John McDessie. Yeah, I mean, obviously got the win here. McDessie, he actually. <laughs> The strikes say he landed more strikes in the fight. I I, I don't know. Like I mean, I, I do think the, the stats are always important to look at. But watching this fight, it sure didn't seem like that. And I'm someone that had a ticket ticket on McDessie. I thought he lost the first few rounds. I thought he won the third round. Um, all the judges, I thought it the other way though. They all thought that Hackbrass won the third. Either way, Hackbrass deserved to win. He looked good in this fight. I guess their their little beef is squashed now. Um, not not the best fight in the card. Probably one of the honestly, Marshall was a really good card. And this fight was not one of the better ones, but. Uh, Hackfrost gets the job done. He snaps his losing streak. So, any quick thoughts on this? Yeah, very necessary win for uh, for Hackfrost. I think after two after losing two fights, yeah. pretty dominant losses, you know. And uh, I think he looked good in this fight. He looked uh, better than in this in in, the, in these fights before. Uh, Magdesi, he was on the. I think he won five of his last six. Didn't look really good in this fight. It was still competitive. Don't get me wrong, but I think uh, Hackfrost deserved the win, and he got the win. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's go to the next one here. This, to me, was another big surprise. This and Jordan, I, I'm shocked how good Farazian looked. He's never looked yeah. this good in his fight. This is his best performance in the UFC. He gets the job done over Michael Figlak, undefeated fighter. I, I called the fight right, but for the wrong guy, if that makes sense. I said Figlak was going to use his grappling and control it. It was the other way around. It was <laughs> yeah. GM using the grappling. And his striking, obviously, was better, too. He looked amazing. I, I should have just picked him because of the France connection. All the French fighters won. They were at 5-0 in this card. Um, I thought Figlak was a lot better than he is. I still think he'll get some wins in the UFC, but uh, for, for this fight, at least, ZM got the job done. And to me, Marcel, this is his first like legit, real victory in the UFC. And it was a great win. So any quick thoughts on this? Because I was very surprised how dominant he was in this fight. Yeah, man, I thought he's, he sent his twin brother, you know, because <laughs> that was, uh, yeah. I mean, I haven't seen him fight so good in the UFC. So... Uh, I, I respect it a lot, to be honest, dude. He was cut. He came back for this for this uh, Paris card to do the yep. UFC. They got re-signed. And uh, then she, he actually proved UFC, UFC's point to get him back here, you know. I think he looked really good. People will say it was against a debut uh, guy who's making his debut. But still, man, Figlak is a good fighter. He's a solid prospect. And uh, he made him look like, um, not, not extremely bad, but that he was the superior fighter, ZM, you know. And I didn't saw that happening. Um, great win for Farazia, man. And like you said, in my opinion, also his first 100% legit win in the UFC because the Van Romini fight yeah. should have been probably a draw, and I still think he didn't beat Milwaukee. <laughs> no so, way. yeah. I'm with you. I completely agree. Ben Wanda said the knees. Another guy gets a bonus here. Just a really good win over a game of Miranda. Looked great. It was a fun fight. It was a slugfest. Um, get the knockout in the second round. Three knockdowns in the fight. You know, he, he, he had pushed his wedding up earlier, or he, he moved it up earlier to, to fight in this card. So a lot of respect to this dude. Marcel, you know, man, considering it was just, it was actually less than a year ago, that fight against Zelensky yeah. took place. And man, that's the kind of fight where like, you're like, okay, this guy's going to need like a year or two off. <laughs> like, yeah. like like that guy, um, what's his name? Uh, Mike Davis and what was his name? Thomas Gifford. Like Thomas one Gifford, of those yeah. fights where like, you just think the guy needs a long time off. Came back early this year, got that win, now gets another one. He's looked great lately. Found his weight class at 155. I thought he looked great. Quick quick thoughts on this. I mean, his opponent's not a great fighter by any means, but like it was a great performance, right? 
also, yeah, take in mind that uh, he was also in front of a camera and he was saying, like, I only trained for three weeks for this fight because I got injured during camp. And uh, he's like, I wanted to be on this card. I still had my marriage one week ago. Um, and I want to be on this card. So uh, he, he pretty much was like uh, stiff in the first minute. He's like, I didn't know what to do. I was so overwhelmed with the crowd because apparently he got the biggest cheer from the whole French crowd when, when he started. He was the first French fighter on the yeah. crowd. So um, he was stiff for the first minute. He said, but after that, I, I let it go. And uh, yeah, good fight uh, for him. You know, I think Miranda started well. You know, I think Miranda started yeah. well. But uh, Cindy Nick took over and uh, he got the win. And uh Man, he had a nasty injury on his on his on his toe, man. It almost it split, I think. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, looked like tomato ketchup. Um, yeah, great win for him. And uh, I mean, what a comeback after that beatdown he got against Celeski dos Santos. Made the yeah. good call, went back to one fifty five. Uh, pretty much destroyed Nicholas Stolze, and now uh, he got a great win over Gabriel Miranda. So uh, yeah, looking forward. What's next for him, man? Yeah, you look great. Christian Cordones, I picked this underdog versus against Khalid Taha, gets the win. I think the stoppage honestly was a little quick, but he probably would have finished him with the ground pound anyways. I'm not sure. I no. think it was a little quick. I don't hate it. I don't love it either. But he definitely looked good in this fight. He gets the win. What do you think of this guy's performance? Yeah, I think it was good, you know, and I understand the stoppage from the referee because uh, Taha was curling up, you know, and he, he didn't do anything back. So I understand that people were like, ah, it's maybe a little bit early, but I had no problem with stoppage at all. I think uh, for Taha, it might be his last one. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I would hate to see him go, but I think he's a fun guy. But uh, yeah. still, Kinonas, good. Do you actually know if uh, Christian, if, uh, Christian Kinonas is a brother of uh, Jose yes. Alberto? Yes. Yeah, that they said it was his brother. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know. Okay. Former cool. UFC fighter. We didn't mention that last week on the show, but yes. Um, and his brother actually had five wins in the UFC, but I never thought he was very good. To be honest, I, remember I, when they uh, let him? He fought O'Malley as well, right? Yeah. And they made him fight O'Malley because he had a great record. But we all know that record yeah. wasn't that amazing, you know, against great fighters. But but if you now look at it, actually, they got the same eyes, both Kinonas. If you think about it, they both got that uh, that angry look. <laughs> so yeah. I didn't know they were brothers. So I think his brother's pretty good, Christian. I think he's not bad. Yeah, Christian's good, legit. Yeah, he's that. a good prospect. Oh man, Figlak was not good for for a lot of people, man. I think he, he lost for a lot of people. That's fair, McLean. I thought he looked so good in the Cage Warriors, but again, it's a difference between the Cage Warriors and the UFC, right? Mm -hmm. First fight on the card: Stephanie Eger to miss Alien Perez. Alien Perez, she had her she had her moments in the fight, but Eger with the judo, honestly, it was just dominant with the judo once she got the fight to the ground. Um, Marcel. Perez, classic example of why you don't uh, look ahead. You have to stay focused on your current opponent. This girl was busy shaking her ass at the weigh-ins. She was talking about fighting Amanda Nunes, and she goes and gets destroyed by Stephanie Eger. Just a classic example of, of looking too far ahead. Any any quick thoughts on, on this fight? Yeah, listen, man. I think Perez, I really like uh, how she thinks. Works? <laughs> no, no, not works. Thinks. But it's not all that smart, you know. She she was uh, she's talking shit about every bantamweight pretty much fight, which is up. If you look at her Twitter, she's like, "Oh, Amanda Nunes sucks," and then as a bantamweight, <laughs> oh, I will I will kill both these girls. I'm sorry, uh, it's just funny looking back though, especially after loss. Yeah, but I was like, you can't do that, man. You still haven't uh, made your UFC debut. I yeah. picked her because I ha I hadn't had any trust in Agar, but yeah, Agar was just smart, used to her, her judo, her ground yeah. game. And uh, finished her very, very uh, nice bounce back fight from Agro. But you, you know what was really funny to me 
that she had an interview and she starts talking English. I was like, oh, now you can talk English, right? <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't do that last time. You were just like, hmm, I don't understand what you said. All three you know? of her wins in the UFC are by stoppage, by the way. So that's kind of yeah. impressive. Um, obviously, her last fight was quick submission last. We talked about that last week. But she looked good in this fight, good bounce back. Overall, I mean, it was a pretty good card. I mean, especially going back through it. There was a couple, like, low, low uh, fights. But for the most part, very high level in the this card. Uh, that's entertaining. Yeah, it was a good card. Good Saturday afternoon card. I, I wish all the cards were well for you. It was in the evening, but I mean, I just I, I love this time for the cards because I do it. <laughs> I was done at six o'clock. I had dinner. I, I was relaxing with the family after. It was great, you know. Otherwise, you know, the normal cards. I'm staying up till you know one two in the morning, and everyone's sleeping, so it's it's not easy, right? But Bro, either way, I, mean, go ahead, go ahead. I like it how it's upcoming weekend. Four a.m. main card. Just relax by myself, looking just for at you. The TV, just and for uh, just just working at the same time. It's just so laid back, and now I'm just really like looking at this looking at that having to do this hey how are you doing yeah good okay and then people start talking to me that's like dude I, I, i'm working right now you know what I mean? so, that's, that's just stressful to me so uh, I, I like it when it's a little bit later that's good all right let's get to the uh the recap of Dane white's contender series from last week we didn't get a chance yeah. to talk about that five contracts again marcel it seems like if you wait on the show this year you get a contract to the ufc blake ball uh blake builder keep saying his name wrong blake builder knocks out alex morgan uh, or submits him, sorry, knocked him down with a punch and then submitted him. Mm-hmm. He looked good, gets the job done. Victoria Dudakova, she gets a decision win over Mia Silva. Basically, the first two round fight, uh, rounds of the fight were really boring, but the third round, she injured herself and then ended up dominating the third round, gets the contract. I wouldn't uh, have gave her a contract, dude. Yeah, I'm going to get your thoughts on all the contracts in one sec. Uh, yeah. Mateusz uh, Rebeski uh, submits Rodrigo Lidio, looked amazing. Uh, Cedric Dumas submits Matei uh, Pinaz with that standing guillotine, which was amazing. And then uh, Yusaku uh, Kinoshida knocks out uh, Jose Henrique in the third round. Um, yeah, I mean, they all get contracts, but I'm not, I'm just not sure about Dudakova. I mean, listen, like Dana White's talking about how she's going to be a future champion and stuff. I, I think her grappling is very good. I just think that the first two rounds were so bad. And then she just basically got a contract because of the third round. You know, so give me your thoughts man, on, on the contract because mm-hmm. you can't argue with the guys who finished the fight, but she was the one that I'm a little iffy about. What do you think? Be honest, you wanted to say penis instead of penis. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's just let's have a little bit of fun, man. Um, we're still 34 years old, no, 32. Uh, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, th- yeah, I'm 33, man. Just do it. Make, make me older, man. Come on. You're, you're, <laughs> I'm 34 next week, so that's why. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I'll try to remember you on it. Um, yeah, I mean, Dudikova, I, I would probably give her another contender series, right? That's what I would have done. But we're already almost at the end of the season, so I understand they want to see her fight. I, and to be honest, I was surprised, dude, because I think Maria uh, Maria Silva isn't a bad fighter at all, you know, and uh, she didn't look great in that fight, in my opinion. So, um and Dudikova still won with an injury. So maybe, yeah, it's maybe good, but ah, wasn't really impressed. Blake Builder impressed me. I think with a really good win over Alex Morgan. Uh, I should say Alexander Morgan now, not Alex Morgan. Uh, I think a good win. Uh, Cedric is Dumas, really impressive against uh, Matej Penas. But Penas is more of a kickboxer. He came from glory, right? Still undefeated in MMA, but now fought, fighting a more well, well-rounded guy. Lost. Japanese guy who I forgot the name from looked good. It was winning until the stoppage where he just finished, but he was already winning the fight, in my opinion. And then was the other guy was Robeski. Yeah, also good. I mean, good that guy looks like a beast. Like. Yeah, and he shouldn't have been come through the contender series, in my opinion. But uh, yeah, good win. 
I'm with you. All right, that's that's uh, that's good for that. Yeah, Johnny had a tough night. He, de- he definitely had a tough night. Back to back tough nights. You know, I was on a show back. like with him and Nick. Honestly, it was two. Oh yeah, it was two months ago because I did the uh, Armin and. Uh, oh, it was three months ago. Jesus, time goes by quick. I did the Armin Gamrock <laughs> card back in June. June. Now that I think of it, yeah. And uh, he was really nice to me. So I, I don't want to say anything negative about the guy because honestly, Marcel, for me, it's like when people are nice to me, I always remember that and he was very of nice course. to me. But I mean, his picks have been not very good lately. I, 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 feel I know like, people are going after him hard. Go ahead. Listen, man, I, I don't dislike the guy or anything. I never had th- talked to him. But the thing is with Johnny is like, I, sometimes I feel like he uh, he focuses too much on the past, you know, because I think he said, mm. I think in the builder fight against Morgan, it was bantamweight, right? He was like, most bantamweight fights aren't, are going to distance in the last yeah. couple of years to 80%. So I'm going with the decision win. I was like, every fight, it's different, you know yeah. what I mean? That's how I look at it. And I yeah. understand he goes by numbers a lot. So no disrespect there, but that's what I, I think I said that to you in DM as well. You know, he goes a lot by the numbers. And uh, yeah. I don't have any disrespect by, about for the dude at all. You don't, yeah. don't see me uh, clowning him like other people do on the internet. The, but, the uh, numbers are always important, but I think they, they, they're better for like foot, uh, sports like football or baseball. Yeah. And stuff. They do help with picking MMA fights, but every MMA fight's different. I don't think you can really exactly. look at a trend and be like, you know, these fights all went to distance, so this one's going to go under. I mean, that's just – I don't think that's a good way of looking at it, but what am I going to say? Did, all right. did you hear now the, the commercial guy, which I said to you? Yeah. From, uh, yeah, that dude sounds creepy, dude. It's just like <laughs> creepy dude, you know? I don't know who that is. But. I don't know either. Anyways, let's, let's, uh, let's finish up the show. Let's just uh, plug our stuff, Marcel, and we'll start the next podcast with the preview for UFC 279. So go ahead and plug your stuff. Yeah, you can find my ugly ass on BigMarcel24 on Twitter and Instagram and Eurosport.nl Mixed Martial Arts Edge. Twitter at Martin Podcast, MMAOddsBreaker.com. Like, share, subscribe, tell your friends about it. Uh, also on iTunes or Spotify, all those places you guys can find your podcast. I'm also at uh, Bookies.com. I'll have my UFC 279 best bets out this week and uh, MyMainNews.com. So we'll start the next podcast here, guys. UFC 279 preview. We'll start the next uh, show up. I appreciate everyone joining in the recap. Talk to you in a few minutes. Bye.